Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Matt is here. Frenchie joins us. We're going to talk Formula One. We're going to talk Turkey. And we're going to talk, I don't really know what else. Definitely not gaming because I don't want to do anything with the F1 2021 game until next Monday night at 8.45 p.m. Gentlemen, what's new? How are we? Not much. Doing pretty good. Happy to be on with you guys tonight. Yeah, I'm happy Frenchie's here. You can just take the night off, Mike. That's fine. But you have to edit the episode. That's not fine. <laughs> if I'm taking the if I'm taking the night off, somebody has to edit. Alright, thanks for volunteering, Frenchie. <laughs> that might not turn out so well, but uh I'd give it a shot, I guess. You wanna like re listen to it and be like, dude, why are you bleeping me when I say the word the? <laughs> Alright, so let's do we wanna do news first? We wanna do turkey preview first. Frenchie, where do you want to start? Or Matt, where do you want to start? I I have nothing on my, on my mind right now. Let's say, I it's not kind of been a slow week. Do you have? Has there been a whole lot going on, Frenchie? Uh, not that much that I've been seeing in the news, but there's a couple interesting things going on. Go ahead. I saw an article that Yuki Sonoda has a home sim now, and that he hopes that'll sharpen up his driving. That's his quote, actually. I hope so too. You're kidding? Because it hasn't been. No, he's not kidding. I see it right on on the home screen right now. Yeah, so you know maybe he's got an Xbox now and he plays F one twenty one and that's that's, his <laughs> <laughs> that's it. He, you know when he gets to Turkey, he really has to watch out for the pit exit. He has to watch out for cars randomly glitching back onto the track and and hit, killing his race because you know that's what happened in our league last night. Or he has to watch out for you've been <laughs> host has been dubbed a cruise missile. <laughs> 
Yeah, by yeah, that by seemed Jack. a little harsh. <laughs> no, yeah. it absolute grade A weapon out there. This guy. Yeah, that's that's false. That is very <laughs> harsh. I mean, really, the grade A weapon is is Cody Bray because he's just like a you know he's just unhinged. God. Also, I love Cody, and uh, there's I'm just kidding to hopefully make him laugh when he listens to this. I don't think you've made him laugh ever, which is the same for me. Uh, um, so yeah, so I think uh, I, I'm curious to. S- I've literally not heard about this. So I, I wonder what the what the the goal of his sim is as far as is, is it like the F1 or is it you know legit? So that's news to me. I'm gonna see what Twitter has to say while you give up the next point. Yes. Yeah, so I'll jump in here. The only other, I mean, there's not a lot. Lando Norris talked about the. 2022 car and his early impression on the mclaren simulator said it's not as nice to drive i think that's kind of the point is to you know be a little bit more difficult to drive these cars so i'm completely fine with that but i mean i guess we'll see it's obviously still very early but the one thing that got me thinking was man i don't remember if it was last week or the week before where we said haas is the only team that doesn't have a simulator right now so are we just going based on the fact that they are going to have no 2022 running of simulator or sorts until whenever the car debuts next year? Should we just pencil them in for zero points at the back of the grid again? No, I will bet you anything that they're not last place next year. Who's going to be last place next year? I have no idea, but it won't be them. That's bold. And- and then we, I mean, we won't know until qualifying of the first race next year. I don't remember what it was, if it was Bahrain or what, but we won't know until then. Uh, even testing, Ferrari's going to not try and a bunch of other teams are not going to try. So Sure, Mercedes will sandbag for a week. Yeah, so we won't know until qualifying who's actually got it and who, and that's just for one track with their characteristics. So next year's going to be really weird. We probably won't know until Monaco who's like legit and who's got some work to do. But I would sit here and say that Haas, I know they're mismanaged, but man, they can't take all of this year off only to flop again next year without some people getting fired or Gene pulling out of the sport or something like that. Yeah, I agree there. Frenchie, any thoughts? I just hope that uh, Michael Andretti ends up buying them. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading Sonoda's quote here. It's funny. He says that it's not like the Red Bull simulator, which is also not the real thing. So does that make it even less of a real thing? He also says that his pace the last couple of weeks has been consistent but not fast. So he's hoping to turn it up a little bit in Turkey, which probably means he's going to crash. What has he called six red flags so far this season? Is, what is it really that many? <laughs> I think Crofty said that on the broadcast. Holy Lord. Yeah, I I think he's right. I'm just looking at the... Yeah, I think it's close. Oh, I got one. Anyway. Okay. Qatar. Oh, wow. How did I forget about that? It's on the schedule now. So there was a TBA event uh, that we've been waiting for something to be filled, and now it's officially Qatar. But... Not just on a one-year deal. Nope, they got a 10-year deal. So (laughs) we get to go over the next 10 years to Qatar. The track, we discussed it not too long ago. It kind of looks like a Tilk-type track, but I'll reserve judgment until the first race to see how good it is. 
question mark fair how do we go from a you know this is going to be on the calendar to this is going to be on the calendar for a decade there's got to be some serious money from qatar to i mean plus that and the world cup like do they have any money left do they have any money about the world cup but yeah yeah. oil they have a lot of money Uh, yeah yeah, uh, I don't. I don't have too much thoughts on that. I'll. I think it's worth saving until we see a video simulation or you know the actual race weekend itself. Frenchie, we saw some photos of Jeddah this week. Uh, we are some forty-eight days away from the race at Jeddah. I want to go ahead and ask for your percentage chance that that race actually happens. Eleven. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna go. Is that an optimistic? Ooh, like you oh, guys that surprised was, that was by high. Yeah. What okay. do you think? What do you think, host? I'm gonna I'm gonna go 38. Oh, wow. even higher! Wow. All right. I'll I'll take the two uh, percent here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's obviously some. It's it's just so weird to talk about because you know, if they want to bring in more labor, they they just can, which is obviously not. A, something i'm super thrilled about but i am kind of shocked to see the progress that is being made and i guess i was the only one that was i wasn't the only one that was confused that i didn't realize they were building like a brand new track just for two years while they're building a brand new track somewhere else yeah it doesn't make any sense no i wonder how far along they are with like the garages and stuff because like to me, there's got to be some sort of street layout they can use in the meantime if they can't get this one done. It really seems like F1's all in on the Middle East now. Like, we've gone from, what was it, just Bahrain and Abu Dhabi before this to now we're adding two new in the Middle East just this year. Yes, and you look at, like, sponsors like Aramco, which I don't know how much they're paying, but it's got to be an obscene amount given that they're, like, title sponsors and they're at every race you go to. There's some sort of sponsorship by them so there is definitely a focus going that way also seems like there's more of an american focus uh we talked about coda last week they're gonna hopefully hit about 350,000 people over the course of the race weekend at coda miami next year they're getting hyped for that they picked a date for that in may now frenchie vegas strip uh, we got a stern bomb today that says F1's considering a race in the Vegas Strip. Uh, I got two questions for you, so I'll, I'll let you answer number one here first, then we can go to host. Number one is, is that going to happen? I don't see it. Okay. Number two, let's just say hypothetically it, they, it does happen. Where on earth do they fit a paddock in all the garages that need to be permanent for this fictitious strip race i guess you put it in a casino parking lot (laughs) in the casino maybe they should bulldoze mandalay bay and and use it for the garages (laughs) that'd be pretty cool actually i mean if you just put a a thing like you could use the track or something have a big um track day experience there during the year when they're not doing the race maybe some people go to vegas and do actually you're making some sense here taking making it into like a tourist thing exactly Wow, look at him. Why do they put him in charge? That would be too logical. We, we don't need that much logic in charge of, of the FIA. You could put the garages in the football stadium. <laughs> Actually, that's not a terrible idea either. <laughs> I just, you know, IndyCar did their demonstration there before the 
tragic finale in 2011 where they got to have cars drive on the strip, which was insanely cool at the time uh, until the race happened. And then we tried to wipe everything from that weekend from our memory. Uh, But the cars going down the strip was obviously a cool part to that weekend. And I just don't know if like people like the average person is going to enjoy having like their trip disrupted by F1 taking over a good portion of the strip. I also don't know if that's going to be grade one safe. I have a question (laughs) for you guys about that actually. Yeah. So with the way that Coda was kind of in doubt for a few years and then Miami hasn't even gotten off the ground yet. Why would we be thinking about a possible third location? That's not a proven track. I think I'll let host answer that one first because, you know, there's a track that we would love to see in the schedule. Yeah, like I tweeted before, why don't we just go to IMS, you know, the one that's already built. But I don't know. I think maybe they all had a couple drinks and they were like, we should go to Vegas. And it accidentally got put on the schedule side of things instead of like the let's just go to Vegas and gamble side of things. In all seriousness, I have no good answer to that one. It doesn't make any sense. I think what they did was they got the producers of drive to survive and there's like guys if we could go anywhere and race where would it be just vegas go to vegas <laughs> let's go to the less classy version of monaco <laughs> <laughs> hey man they got open carry in in vegas you can just have like a carafe full of wine just walking down the street no problem because that's what that's what sammy was telling me she's like yeah we just we got offered wine to go everywhere we went i'm like really <laughs> it's pretty wild yeah i've never been me neither, um, actually. Flights are really cheap, but I've never been. Yeah, that's because everything else is $8,000. That carafe of wine will cost you as much as your mortgage. That's just your Philly brain talking. Everything's yeah. expensive in Philly. Yes. I don't think there's much else other than the race this no, weekend. it's kind of a slow week. Poor Frenchie comes on to the episode and we got nothing to talk about. Lando talked about his mental health stuff on uh, the British morning show program. I don't. I forget what it's called. Uh, News 4? Am I am I even remotely close there? That that might be yeah. I think hold on. It's uh, if I'm right. This I'm morning on ITV. Oh no, nope, I wasn't right. That's as per usual. Yeah, good to see him be open and honest about that. I don't know if Matt has anything to add, but I appreciate his honesty. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a couple days behind on on the news because life, so I missed that one, but. Big props to Lando for speaking up and, and open and honestly about it. Yeah, I didn't see that, but you know, I think it's always good when those kinds of things are being discussed by high-profile people like Lando, so that, that's always positive. Yeah, well said. All right, Turkish Grand Prix. F1 is the only thing at the track this weekend. No F2. F3 is done for the year. Qualifying 8 a.m. Saturday, Sunday, race 8 a.m., Eastern time, the best time zone in the world. So do we have anything else? Do Are we going to see uh, now they, they apparently water blasted the track so that it would somehow induce more grip into the track this year. Don't quite understand how that works. Um, because You guys should see Frenchie's face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, don't quite understand how, how that works, but. Uh, any 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 thoughts, gentlemen? I do have a trivia question for you, Mike, because it, oh, no. it relates specifically to one of your favorites. Oh, oh no. no! So there's one driver who 
only one driver who won their first race at Turkey. Can you name who that person is? Uh, Felipe Massa. Oh, you nailed it because you knew it was one of your favorites <laughs> and one of my mutual favorites. <laughs> yeah, that's that's he won exactly. Three races there. I didn't he only so like because he had what like fifteen career wins and didn't like three of them were at Turkey, two of them were at Valencia or something like that. Um, it seemed like he was only like really good at a handful of tracks. Did he win at China or Malaysia too? Like I think he did one of those a couple times. Yeah. Hang on, I'm gonna pull that up on Racing Reference. Here. If I just had to bring up Felipe Massa for no reason, what do you think of the water blasting? <laughs> because your face said it all. <laughs> um, I don't know what that does to pavement. I mean, I'm picturing like a person with a fire hose just like spraying down pavement to remove marbles. <laughs> so maybe that works. And and just by those who are probably thinking, am I just like purposely being like kind of crude? No, like literally the headline says FIA confirms a symbol track water blasted ahead of F1 return. Yeah, you're just being obtuse. <laughs> so here's my thing with Felipe Massa since we got talking about it. So he won at Istanbul three times. He won at Interlagos twice. He won at Bahrain twice. All of his 11 wins came in a three-year stretch. 06, 07, 08. All of his wins came from starting on the front row, eight of them from pole. All of his wins, bar one, looks like he led a greater portion of the race. And the only one that he did not lead a greater portion of the race is the bullshit win at Spa 08 that was handed to him off stupid penalties to Lewis. I've talked about this in the group uh, our racing league group that there's no way Massa should have stumbled into this Ferrari ride in 06. I think it was ridiculous. 02 Sauber, he wasn't very good. I think he got the axe a little premature, went to Ferrari tested, came back to Sauber 04, was okay. And then in 05, his teammate was Villeneuve and like he wiped the floor of Villeneuve. Or was that really saying that much though for 2005 Jacques Villeneuve? He wasn't exactly a nope. superstar anymore. And then somehow cons his way into the Ferrari seat 06. Uh, I, he's one of the most overrated drivers in F1 history, if you ask me. Who who should they have put in instead of Massa is my question, though. Who would in we have 06, liked to have seen? In 06, definitely Kimmy. But I don't know what his contract situation is. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... 
They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. ...was at the time. And obviously they got him one year later, but I think seeing how good Raikkonen was in 05... Or even like, you know, I don't know, well, no, Alonzo's still in his second year of Renault in 06, but, uh, or not, you know, second year of his deal. You know, I'd have to honestly go back and look at that. I know Jensen was pretty strong in 05. Montoya, that's who I have fantasies of going to Ferrari and being Kimmy's oh, teammate. God. How crazy would that have been? I don't, yeah, Montoya and Schumacher in 06 would have been hilarious. Hang on a second. I got to look at the 05 standings real quick just to, because that's bugging me because, you know, then there's the time where Kubica should have been in the Ferrari seat and then had his horrifying accident and rally. And then so they had to bring Massa back just for continuity. And then there's a the time that he retired, but then Botas went to Merck, so they brought him back again at Williams. It's just like, oh, God. Didn't Lance Stroll wipe the floor with a Massa like towards the end of his career with sounds, Williams? Sounds about right. And I don't rate Lance Stroll that highly, so no. I think that says everything we need to say about Felipe. Omar does though. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the 05 standings. If I'm Ferrari and can throw cash in anybody, yeah, it's definitely not Massa who scored two scored 11 championship points, two more than Villeneuve. Nope, it's probably Raikkonen or Montoya. Probably Raikkonen. Anyways, we just went down a rabbit hole. Host, do you have any thoughts about anything we just talked about? I got nothing, but I did I did appreciate listening. So the last turkey race was last year. It was wet and incredibly slick the entire race. Lance Stroll did get pulled, but despite leading the most laps, did not win. Uh, it was Lewis Hamilton who won. Go figure. Uh, but Perez did finish second, holding up Vettel at the end and Leclerc. It was really slick last year. Apparently they've done some non-Frenchy approved tactic to try to improve grip, but now it looks like it's going to rain again this year. Do we, uh, what do we think about the possibility of rain? Is that going to make it better or worse? I mean, with this new water blasting, how can we really be sure? Because I still don't really know what it means. Water blasting is definitely the solution to uh, preventing rain from affecting your pavement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Water's hydrophobic, so... You know, that's what it does. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's how that works. Totally. If you spray totally. something with water, if it gets more wet, it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. So that, that's I, the logic I'm seeing here. I see. I see. The logic is infallible. I think the I think Liberty Media is going to hire you here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. I hope. I, hmm, I'm hoping for it to not add too much grip because it was pretty entertaining to see guys kind of struggling all, all weekend i added a little bit of intrigue so i'm gonna go with i hope it doesn't work it's to me i think turkey is one of the best layouts on the calendar i think it's a great track i do get a little worried about the surface though so hopefully it's decent enough to uh race on this year uh and produce a good race um did you say race to, oh yeah it's a 8 a.m. Eastern. I have a wedding Saturday night, so 7 a.m. might be rough. Matt's going to be seeing double if every race car Sunday morning. Does that mean I get to see Mazepin spin twice? It does, yes. 
You'll be hoping for a rain delay of like seven hours to sleep in. <laughs> that's what happened in Virginia Beach. I was in Virginia Beach, and that's when the uh, the whole spa fiasco was. I'm like, ah, oh, what a bummer. I'm missing this. But wasn't your travel delaying you from getting home anyway? Or was that a different Virginia Beach trip? No, that was later on that day. <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah, I guess I was instantly karma'd for my saved time. I lost time in the travel process. Um, all right. Well, who do we have doing good this week, Frenchie? I think that Sonoda's new sim is gonna make him really good this week. No, I'm just kidding. Let's go with let's go with Alonzo. I think he's on a roll, and he's been to this track obviously back in his earlier days. So I think Alonzo is gonna be doing well. I will take Pierre Gasly, who kind of lit a fire under his t- under his team this week and said there were they made too many mistakes and didn't deserve any points at the last race. So that was kind of first time we've seen Pierre speak up like that. So I think the team will respond with a good weekend. And I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton. Oh, no, wow. That's such a good <laughs> I'm saying Thank Carlos Sainz. I was, about, I, think... I was about to roast you. <laughs> Sainz, is on a, Sainz is on a good roll here recently, and I think his pace has been very strong. Uh, he also performed very well here last year in the McLaren. So uh, who do you think is going to do bad this week, Frenchie? Let's say Lance Stroll, he's not going to repeat his performance of last year, not going to get on pole or anything. I don't think he's going to have a good weekend. I, I'm i going to just probably throw a, a, a dart at the wall here and miss greatly, but I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton is going to have a bad weekend. Wow. The, the jinx is on. I'm going to say Giovinazzi continues his run of bad luck. Also, do we think that the Italian government should be allowed to fund his rescue operation for that seat? Is that... I mean, we've seen shadier people or places sponsor drivers before, so... so uh, Dimitri Mazepin. <clears throat> yeah. All right, well, since host Mike has allowed it, we will allow that. I just thought it was weird, you know, because you got Guan Yu Zhou and I don't know how many millions of euros he has funding him trying to take that seat, and all of a sudden it came out the Italian government's trying to help influence Alfa Romeo to keep him. So uh, that was interesting. Uh, we'll keep our eyes on that one. Why didn't the Finnish government pay Mercedes to keep Botas? I don't understand. Because even they don't want that beaver-loving fool. <laughs> I just was i was basically pitching that right to you underhand. Uh, what a shocker, right, you two? <laughs> Who's your Dark Horse Top 10, Frenchie? Dark Horse Top 10. Let's say that George Russell gets in the Top 10, even though he's not really a Dark Horse for the Top 10 anymore. Can I use him? Yes. Okay. Basically, anybody's not Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, or Red Bull. Okay. I think Russell's going to continue this impressive form for Williams. I will take Sebastian Vettel. You. After, <laughs> after a couple rough races, I think he had, a, but he had a podium there last year, third. So he knows this track pretty well. So I'll, I'll, I'll go Vettel, much to the chagrin of Matthew here. He won here in 2011, so that's not a bad choice. Exactly. How do you do in 2010? Not good. I yeah, it's like I, I need you to ask me about like 1981 instead. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know how he did in 2010. It's 2010 when he crashed with his teammate. Yeah, 2010 is when he crashed with Red Bull or Red Bull with Wood Weber, and then Lewis raced with Jensen. Even though Jensen was told that Lewis wouldn't race him, it's a great race for team relations. <laughs> Let's see, my oh god, I might get roasted for this one. But given that it might rain, and given that anything can happen in the rain. I'm going with Mick Schumacher. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kimmy. No, I've picked him one too many times for Dark Horse Top 10, only for him to finish like 18th. 
And that's probably right. going to happen for Mick. But you know what? I like the guy. And yeah, I, think, I want him to do well. Sounds good. Yeah, with the rain, you just never know. So there was some interesting comments that came out from Big Fred Vasur from Alfa Romeo uh, about how he has not personally talked to the Andretti's. I don't know if that's code speak for something. Wink, you know wink. I haven't talked to them. I haven't talked to Michael. And then he also reaffirmed that they have a strong relationship with Ferrari and something along the lines of they're closing in on a multi-year deal for Ferrari power units. Any intrigue to those comments? I think it might have something to do with Giovinazzi because isn't he a Ferrari-backed driver? So based on kind of the power unit thing, maybe they're going to wait until Alpha agrees to keep him on and see what they can do from there. As for the Andretti link... Um, I'm like rubbing my hands together over here waiting for something like that to happen because I'd love to see it. But didn't wasn't Mario's last start in F1 for an Alpha? Or one of them? Maybe for Ferrari. But he drove for Alpha for a season in like 81. So they have, really? they have links that go way back. Yeah, it was the worst season, I think, of his F1 career. Yeah, I, I and I don't know the Formula 1 power structure, at least for Alpha Romeo, but does it matter if fred has big fred has talked to anybody because i would imagine there are people over him that are the people who actually need to be having the conversations with andretti or gamebridge or whoever else is involved in that so i don't really care if big fred has talked to him or not he's probably he might be quote-unquote too low on the totem pole to even be worried about it if he keeps this up he might get devoted back to big frank (laughs) frank like you like you tweeted last week f-r-a-n-c-k yeah, that's that's the French slash Swiss way of spelling it. I was just being Frank. cultured. Frank. Okay. Well, that's I right. mean, it's funny because, yeah, Mike usually sends me like, hey, like, look at this. And I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, let me tweet that. And it literally says in the article Fred Vasseur, and I still typed Big Frank. <laughs> the title said Fred Vasseur, and then you typed Frank. And I was like, did you? I thought you were being funny, to be honest with you. Like, I thought you were just having fun with it. And then you were like, oh, no, I screwed up. Yep, sure did. Really proud of that one. Well, I think that's all we've got. We're at the half hour mark here. Gentlemen, Frenchie, thank you for joining. Everybody who's listening, thank you to the Evergreen Podcast Network for continuing to host us. You can find all of their shows at evergreenpodcast.com. Everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.